What's up guys, it's Kieran here. Welcome back to another episode of Innovation Through Insights. Today, we have Kelvin as a guest who works as an offer creation consultant with copywriters, marketers, course creators, program sellers to help create their offer and ultimately scale their business. In this podcast, we talk about how to create an offer, how to find the right target market, and how to ultimately make more money with your business. We cover everything around offer creation, so you're gonna wanna see this one. If you enjoy this episode, be sure to drop a five-star rating for the podcast, whether you're on Apple Music or Spotify. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into the episode. Enjoy. Kelvin on the podcast. What's up, man? I'm doing. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. What about you? Yeah, all good here. All good here. I'm just really interested with your story. With kind of how, first of all, explain to people what you do because I know I I don't even really know. I know you do high level consulting and mm-hmm. helps. You know, you help yeah. people scale that offer, and I want to know a bit more about that, especially like the marketing side of it so like in short can you explain to people what you do who you help oh okay thank you thank you also for hosting me on this uh, podcast today and uh yeah i will just fill out whatever i have in my mind that i know it is beneficial to the listeners um as you have uh, correctly said i am kelvin and uh, what i do is i'm simply a monetization consultant so what that basically means is I'm the guy who will come on board and uh, help you to uh, make more money while spending less time and less money in the process. And when I talk about making more money, I look at the long-term kind of play, whereby it is sustainable and, you know, you having sustainable and a scalable revenue over time. So this is not like a one-hit wonder or running on the new fad that is in the market, but you know, uh, helping people to have that sustainable uh, business model. So I basically work with um, with online business of uh, owners, online offer owners, with consultants, coaches, copywriters, marketers. Uh, basically, everybody, anybody, and everybody who makes uh, their bread online. Although I really don't tend to work uh, with with e-com service providers. So basically, that's what I do, and in my process is very simple. When I work with my clients, the, what you are calling the high-level consulting is that I come on board, I look at your offer. Is your offer good? Is your offer scalable? Will your offer make you money? Uh, so if it doesn't hit all the right boxes, I help you to refine your offer or even craft new offers from the word go. I then give you a strategy that attracts already pre-sold prospects to you, people who are ready to spend money with you. And also at the same time, give you a scaling strategy first the organic way and then uh you know the paid ads way so basically that's what i do in a nutshell is there any kind of platform you specialize in for scaling um i especially with that with, with scaling it really depends with what someone wants for instance just to just to bring this into perspective um there are some offers i look at uh, unto them and i'm like if they are more on twitter they will get to a point where they plateau. You know what I mean? Like, I go to the basic. Is this a B2C offer? Is it? Is this a B2B offer? So if it's a B2C, I look at, um, at, the, at, the, at the online spaces where you can create a community for a B2C. And, you know, like for you and, you and I, we have met on Twitter, so I'll use Twitter in this example. You'll find that there are some accounts, when they get to Twitter, they plateau, even in terms of engagements, in terms of, you can't really like milk more. There's, you you know, it's not an offer that you can scale there. So for that matter, I look at how can we scale that? Do we use an affiliate? Uh, do we get affiliates, you know, to promote your offer? Do we go the paid ads way? And I tell you, like, if you want the paid ads way, can we go to Facebook? Can we go to Google Ads or PPC or whichever it is? So with a specialization really is, is not something that I've, that I, that I constrain myself to because offers differ, you know, and the yeah. scaling strategy differ per offer and per person. Because this is what I always say. We are not selling services online. We are selling ourselves online through the services. Yeah. And 
that is a distinction that, that, that I really try to focus on even before I go on the scaling part. Because also on the scaling part, we have to really nail it down to the first 50K. I help uh, my clients to get the first 50K organically. If the organic way is working, then we continue with that. If it ain't working, then we can consider paid ads as long as it becomes uh, a predictable system whereby it brings you uh, pre-qualified leads, what people call the buyer leads. So really, I don't constrain myself. What pushes me is depending on the type of offer, if it's a B2B or a B2C, and also, you know, like which way are we going to scale it that is going to bring you a ton of money without you spending a ton of time and money in the process of getting that money. I don't know if that makes sense. No, it does. So yeah. with how did you kind of learn how to create offers, first of all? Where did, that, where did you pick that up? And why did you decide to turn that into a business model where you help other people improve their offers? Okay, okay. Um, it's an interesting one because, first of all, I started with my own, with my own offers, you know? I'm the classical um, internet uh, story in the sense of uh, at one time I had to go on YouTube and look on how to make money online. And the first mm -hmm. videos that came on board at that time, Dan Locke was quite big with this whole thing of copywriting back then. And, uh, you know, I binge watch all those videos on how to make 10K, 50K, 100K online like just by doing copywriting. Well, truth being told, I failed. I never made that money anyway. But with it, I learned some, some lessons. So I pivoted in, first of all, becoming my own personal offer owner. So I would really craft a quick offer, put it out. Back then, I used to have uh, an active Facebook page. Put it there on the Facebook page. I did run some few ads here and there. And when I, was, when I noticed that I'm really, really, really good in with my offers in the sense that I knew how to play the end game, you know, you know, the end from the beginning. Now that's when I pivoted now to offering consultancy to people. And it has been an amazing journey because truth being told, any success in the online space uh, for you and I and people who are in our world, if you don't nail your offer correct, that is it. You are doomed. You are not going to get any far. 100%. This online space. Yeah. Yeah. And... So then you've got, say you've got the offer in place, you've kind of got a launch, say a lot. Do you help them launch as well? Say they've got a consulting or they've got, you know, you've created the offer for them. Do you help them say launch, whatever it may be as well? Yes, yes, yes. A good case and, in a, yeah. yeah, sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, and you met, you know, you mentioned the, the paid ads, the, those methods. Do you have a team? Do you have like a back end where you can, do that or do you know how to do it yourself and execute that for your clients? Okay, uh, good question. So I encounter two kinds of clients. There is a client who will come on board. They already have something that is giving them money. So I refine that for them. That's type A client. Type B, type, uh, type B client is, he he will come on board and tell me like, hey, I just have this idea. Can I, can I, can I transform, you know, the lives of, my prospects and make money in the process. So I refine that offer for them. You know, I craft, sorry, I craft that offer for them and I validate it for them organically anyway, within a month. Because one month period is enough to tell you if you have something good or something wrong. Mm -hmm. Then when I do that, if it makes sense after the validation, we can kick off now with, um, with the launching of the offer. And the good news is I am, um, Yes, I have a team and a team in the sense of I'm more into JV partnerships because I would love to constrain myself to my world, which is consulting. But I have all this JV partnership. If someone needs to, to run Facebook ads, I have a guy who runs Facebook ads for my clients. He has driven that 7 million USD in revenue for my clients. If you need, an, if you need uh, to really scale it really fast and you can you see that the affiliate option will be good, I have a team. I have access to a network whereby I can get 100 affiliates like this. And uh, these are affiliates who are proven that consecutively for the last three months, they have done 10K in affiliate sales every single month. So we can scale it that way. But with, with, with launching an offer, it really, it really is after I validate that it's a really good premium offer, not a good offer, because there's a difference between a good offer and a premium offer. There's a whole 
it's it's like day and night. A good offer and a premium offer, they are totally different. So if I validate it and I find it to be a premium offer, then I I I, I help my clients to really launch it really fast and quickly. What are some ways you validate the offer? Um, hanging around the audiences that the offer is meant to. For instance, um, if I find your offer is a B2C, I really nail down the ICP. So uh, with, with, with the crafting or the refining, I really nail down the ICP. And when I, I, I know who your ICP is, your ideal client, you know, avatar or profile it is, I then hang around where they are. I go to where they hang around, you know, and, yeah. you know, put your offer to as many eyeballs as possible. And if I get good tractions, because I'm a huge, huge, huge data person. I mean, data is what drives me in all my marketing. That's why I'm not like, where people expect me to put more effort, I'm not there. So where, my, where the ICP, whom the offer talks to, where they hang around, I put your offer there. Make sure as many eyeballs get to see your offer. And within a month, that one is enough. It will tell me, does it arouse interest? Does it, uh, the city that we have uh, put on there, is it, um, is, are people, uh, you know, receptive to that city? Are they responsive to that city? How many leads do we get? How many of these leads can we convert? So once I get those metrics, you know, that data is now when I tell you like, now this is the way to launch it, or this is the way to scale it up, either organically or through paid ads. Yes. So yeah. basically it's hanging around your audience. I mean, if, if I'm selling something to, uh, if I'm working with a copywriter, for instance, and a copywriter may be for guys with email lists, uh, you will not find me hanging around. Yes, I know like brick and mortar businesses, they're now starting to get into the email lists uh, business, but I won't really like hang around there. I will try and look, where is your audience hanging around there? Boom, I go there, put them to as many eyeballs as possible, make money in the process, about by some good control test uh, uh, metrics for that. And if it be that, then I can, I have confidence telling you now, scale it up. And you also mentioned the difference between a good offer and a premium offer. What are the main pieces you see that differentiate a premium offer uh -huh. from a good offer? Okay. Uh, a good offer is simply this. I define a good offer as this. What value can you bring to your prospect? Number one, so there's a value aspect, that's one. And two, what transformation should they expect from you? So there are those two things. Those are the two main parameters for a good offer. What value do you bring to your client? And two, what is the transformation they should look forward to when they work with you or when they engage with your offer? Now, when whatever you're offering, and an offer in this sense for avoidance of doubt for anybody who's listening to this podcast, is basically what products or services, but in my case services, are you offering to clients out there or to customers out there in exchange of money? You know? So with a good offer, it's about the value you can deliver to your client or your prospect and to the transformation they should expect. That one makes a good offer. However, a premium offer is simply a good offer plus one, can it make you more money while spending less time, you as the offer owner. So we are talking about monetizing that, that, that good offer to make sure that it have cross-sells, to make sure that it have down-sells, to make sure that it have up-sells. So incre increasing the lifetime value of your client, that's one. So it has the components of a good offer, sorry. And then two, apart from that, or in addition to that, it, uh, it increases the lifetime value of your client that you'll get. Saving you more money and more time. Because I really focus on, can this offer, does it have a good client retention rate? We all know you have been in marketing, you know that. It is easier to sell to a, a client that you already have than getting a new client on board. The, the friction, the conversion yeah. is way easier with that, with that mm. metric in mind. So that's one part. The second part is, can this offer function without you being on it? Like when you 
erase yourself or like when you remove yourself from the execution of this offer, can it still run? Like, or will, will it crash without you being on board? That's true. Because that is important. I've seen a lot of um, online business owners and online offers owners. Like, when, when they are not pushing their offer, it simply dies. Or the, or, or, or the, or the either the revenue or the audience or whichever metric that they use to measure the success of that offer, it starts plummeting. So it is important for your offer to function without you. That's what makes a premium offer, right? Now, the third pattern, which is very important for the premium offer, is that the marketing positioning that you use, is it projecting you as the offer owner as a credible authority so that it attracts already pre-sold prospects to you? in a predictable manner. So a premium offer is a good offer plus those three factors. So if you have an offer that is a premium offer, there is no way you're not going to be making some good facts out here. Well, I noticed the main difference as well is a good offer is very like um, focused on acquisition, which is obviously important, but a premium offer also retains people like that's yes. what keeps keeps people retained yeah yes retains plus attracts people in a in a predictable yeah. manner people are pre-sold to whatever you're selling in a predictable manner because a good offer you have to shout all over the, in the place but a premium offer when someone now starts interacting with whatever you're offering and now with that goes a lot into it there is because market position is not simple as shouting like hey i'm an authority here are my testimonials no it's more than that Market positioning is a lot, 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 lot more than that. It's about the buyer psychology. It's about the projection that you have. It's about um, the buzz you create. It's about your branding. It's about your voice. It's, it's an, it encompasses all this. And that's what I try to fit in for the clients that I get to work with. Sorry. So that you are not only shouting all over the place that you're you are, you are a good copywriter or a good marketer or a good consultant and coach but you don't incorporate any bias psychology into it something which is very key a lot of people mess up with that and they're struggling out here and they try to rush to ads which they end up burning more money so bias psychology it's about um, are you a credible authority do you have a brand do you have a voice you know like do you have an authentic voice that people can can, can map out or can listen to and they get engaged with us. So there are a lot of dynamics into it anyway with a premium offer. And also risk reversal as well. Like have you so do you kind of double down on that like risk reversal for a client, like you know, with a guarantee, you like a, a guarantee you'll get this result, you'll attain this result. And if you don't, then I mean that the the, the the most common ones money back but i'll work with you for free or you know a big you know something as a risk reversal that keeps people retained as well and also okay. makes people buy because there's you know they, they don't see they don't see that they have anything to lose by buying okay uh good question and uh guarantees in my own opinion right it's something a lot of uh, people in the online space who, which has been abused anyway, because the guarantees that we are used to is the refund type of guarantee. Yes. I don't, yes. you know, like if I don't bring your results, I refund your money. I've been there. I've done that. Yeah. Um, another type of guarantee that I see is uh, if I don't bring your results, I'll work myself out until I deliver the results to you. I've also done that. I've been there. But in my own opinion, uh, those type of guarantees, they're not really effective in the long play. And uh, I'll take my time to explain that to you. Today. Um, look at it this way. If a client's come on board expecting, I don't know if you have had the same experience, like you sign up, you onboard a client, and they immediately in, in, in part of onboarding, they ask for a money back guarantee. Have you, have you been in that situation before? No, because I've never really done a money-back guarantee. I've done like different okay. guarantees, but yeah, I keep going because I'm sure many people have. Yes, yes. 
The problem with that is either two things psychologically. Either the client is saying, I really don't believe you can deliver for me these results you're saying. So I need to have a fallback plan because I already have this fear. So essentially, you end up working with a client who is not uh, really into working with you. They are like testing you out, quote unquote. And that's a dangerous ground to trend on because you are very sure that they won't, um, they won't follow through whatever you tell them to do. And as a consultant, when you work with me, because I already know the value I can bring on the table. I already know what I can, I can, I can, I can, you know, I can transform your life. I already know the value basically of what I can give you as my client. So what happens with those kind of guarantees? You end up working with clients who psychologically, when you're onboarding them, they are needy, they are fearful, they are not self-aware of themselves. So the type of guarantees that really work well, and, and this is part of the, the bias psychology I was talking about, is when you're onboarding a client, always make sure that you, you are from the word go setting standards of this is a partnership that you're having with you. And, um, and, and I'll put a big caveat here. I'm talking about high ticket clients. These are clients who are going to pay you 5,000 and above, 5,000 USD and above. So you need to put that caveat that, hey, if I get to work with you, this is a partnership. That is part of your of, of your of your prospect attraction system, right? So when they come on board, they already expect psychologically you have prepared themselves, and there is something subconsciously they already know that I'm not leaving everything this guy I've paid money to. I already I also have my own input to do, right? So when you set that expectation, the guarantee now that really works well with that is. As long as, because you as the offer owner, you know the value that you can transform. And, or, uh, and, and, and mind you, again, another assumption, you're really good at what you're doing. So I'm not talking about uh, amateurs and scammers out here who say that, yo, I will give you X amount of results and they have never been anywhere close to that. So if you're really good at what you do, and then you have already set the standards way before that you're a part there's a partnership, when they come on board, you tell them that as long as you execute whatever I'm telling you to execute in this partnership and you follow through, there is no way you are not going to get this kind of results. However, we have to agree that some sometimes things are not that uh, they are not that uh, they are not that easy. Life is not one plus one is equals to all the time. Sometimes, where uh, to get that true, you need like three minus one plus one. You know what I mean? So with that kind of, when, when you're working with a client and you're not delivering those kind of results, now you can fall back to the partner and then you can work out a way together. So the type of guarantee that I offer, and permit me for taking all that time to explain that because it's part of the biopsychology. The most common one that I offer is, I work with you, I give you access to my knowledge, to my skills, to my networks, because for any person that works with me, I give them access to the networks that I have, the affiliate marketers that I have, the network, and all these other guys that I have maybe partnerships with. And when you implement this, and definitely I'll be right by your side to help you implement this, there is no way you're not going to have results. That's the most common type of guarantee that I have. However, I find some clients who they have unique cases and I venture into other types of guarantees. So, yeah. So what about like quantifiable end results? What, how do you, for clients, create a quantum? Because I mean, it's pretty important. I, I'm guessing from your perspective as well, it's pretty important yeah, yeah. enough to have a quantifiable end result, whether it's, I mean, in a fitness coach example, losing weight, um, losing 20 pounds of fat, or like, you know, in say an offer example like you, I hope you make an extra 30K in revenue, for example, in 90 days, like how do you, what's your favorite way to implement that into an offer? The quantifiable, the quantifiable guarantee that I give, now when you go down to the basics again, is whatever amount you have paid me, you recoup that amount within two months. Doesn't matter whether it is 5,000 or for the people who have joined my 35,000 uh, 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 mastermind that I have with my business partner. Actually. So whatever amount that you pay me, 
you get back two times. You you get not not two times. You get back the same amount within two months. That's the quantifiable uh, guarantee. But uh, truth being told, I've made my clients way more than that because even in validation itself, I usually try to make sure as much as possible that you recoup your investment because I mean when an offer is validated, it means that you already have clients, right? And Having clients mean that you've made money back on whatever that you've paid. So that's the quantifiable one. But now that's one I bring it down lower when I've made sure that I've set the tone already that yo, this is a partnership. You need to trust me. The same way you've trusted me with money, trust me that whatever I'm telling you is right. And I also need to trust you that you're going to implement it. Interesting. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, great insight. Um, so as a kind of like a marketing standpoint right now, what, what has been the biggest success for you? What platform, like what kind of strategy, whether you're launching for a client, like what have you seen right now or the, maybe this year, like the biggest success? I mean, everyone say, for example, is talking about TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. But what else do you, do you see any, do you see that as a big opportunity and what anything else that you are currently like really utilizing? Because you think, yeah, this is like working really well. Okay. Um, personally, for me, this year has been a year of successes, you know, um, in the sense of, uh, I don't know if you know Andrew, Andrew Strong. Yes. He's on, yeah. he's on Twitter. So there's a guy who was a mentor. And then this year, he became my client early this year. And then after being my client, now he's my business partner in a mastermind that we have. So that's one a huge deal for me in the sense of um, it's not every now and then that you get to work with your, with your mentor and that, you know, he, I was to become as a, a business partner. That's one of the wins that I've had. And it has opened doors for me in so many ways. We're talking about a guy who has made 70, 70 million. So getting that endorsement and working relationship with him is something really nice. Um, also, I've been privileged to get access to the affiliate um, network that I've told you. And it has it has been a big plus for me and for the clients that I've worked with. In the sense that any client that I've worked with and I get to validate their offer and I get to see that it is really good, I open the doors for them to access these affiliates. Uh, and for any, and I've done a couple of launches. Um, the last one I did was in, in the last week of February. The last week of February and that first week of March, we did a launch with these affiliates for a client that I got from LinkedIn. And it was super, super, super good for him because 112 uh, affiliates signed, signed up uh, to promote his offer. It was a, a totally new offer that I just validated. It was a B2B offer, 25K. So 112 affiliates signed up for the, to promote his offer and it was very clear this a launch and do it for, for you. And this network gives me access to you know uh, verified and vetted affiliates who know what they're doing. And at the end of it all, he made sure that he closed 700K within maybe not within two weeks time frame. I'm not so sure unless I check, but it was not less than seven days, but not more than 14 days. So that one was one of my biggest wins that I did have. 700K. He had such a huge, huge, huge return on investment. And definitely I've had more successes along the way. Uh, relaunching my email list, uh, trying to get some traction here and there on so many other things that I have. That's on a personal front. On the wider spectrum, um, I really think people are sleeping on LinkedIn. In as much as people are sleeping on uh, TikTok. A lot of people don't really think that TikTok can bring in the sales for them. Um, I've been trying to study TikTok and I see that that's the next frontier. Like, Anybody who is going to position themselves well on TikTok, um, they are going to make some good bucks this year and in the coming and in the coming years, that is. Um, on LinkedIn, it comes across as stuffy and boring. And I'm talking from experience. November last year, I was a, a host of a workshop, of a three-day workshop. It was called the LinkedIn Client Acquisition Workshop. And we, ho- we had all these experts, you know, all these people who are really crushing it on LinkedIn who came and taught in the attendees. And it was it was a successful workshop. 
uh, and from there for the attendees who attended there and myself, some of the things that I've used, LinkedIn is is a super, super, super good platform, especially if you have a B2B of it, because people on LinkedIn, they expect to be sold to. That's the differentiating factor if you ask me about LinkedIn. Decision makers hang around there and they expect to be sold to. And uh, yeah, we, 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 you know, it's something that I'm, I'm doing. I already have some few clients, including Andy, by the way. The LinkedIn offer is the one that he took up. Uh, that was my personal offer. And uh, yeah, LinkedIn is a good place to be if you have a B2B offer, like really, really, really high ticket I or B2B offer. LinkedIn, you're going to crush it. So that's what I believe. And the good old email list, it can't be stressed enough. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Having an email list will do someone good. I, 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 I believe that is, that is enough. So right now, TikTok, LinkedIn, ULS, those three, like those kind of channels, you're really, and affiliates, I was going to ask you about the affiliates, like how yeah. did you come across and find these affiliates? Or is it like a platform that you use or do you have a connection? No, 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 no. Uh, it, it's, it's a very funny story. Someone just listened to my podcast. Uh, the podcast that I was hosted by Satya, you know, the one that you also appeared on, the Visionary Focus podcast. Yeah. yeah. So he listened uh, to that podcast. And funny enough, he's also from, from Africa. I'm, I'm from Kenya myself, live based here. So it was like, yo, this thing changed my, ment- my mindset. So he's an affiliate marketer, really good, crushing it, has this access to this network. It's a close-knit community that he's into because it was a mastermind organized by someone and he got access to that. So what it does is um, with that, with, with those affiliates, you know, he's an affiliate marketer, but he wanted to pivot out to become an offer owner, which I found it to be really interesting. So took him under mm-hmm. my wings and uh, yeah, he has given me access to all these affiliates. And this is a network whereby all the affiliates in that network, they have been vetted and proven that they have crashed at least 10K USD every single month for the last three months. So these are high performance affiliate marketers. And anytime I need an offer to be done there, uh, and as long as you're my client, this one I've limited it to people in my email list and my clients. And when you're there, I help you to crush it. Open up the doors for you, bring in a ton of leads for you. And because I put a lot of thought into this, because you have been into the marketing space, you find that a lot of people attract leads or maybe they book calls or they do all these things, but their leads sales conversion rate is so bad. I know you have met some kind of these people with these stories. So what I do, I offer them uh, Andy's sales masterclass. It's a $5,000 masterclass. I offer all my clients that one for free. So meaning that you have a proven offer that have validated it for you. You have affiliate networks. That affiliate network that I've given you access for, it's lifetime access anyway. So you're already crushing it with leads. So if you need to convert these leads to sales and you don't know how to do the sales and marketing process for high ticket clients, you now get to get to this, uh, you now get access to Andrew, a guy who has done $70 million in sales. You get this masterclass for free. So I'm always looking for a win-win situation for all my clients and to be very sincere and open because I win when they win. When they win, they bring me a ton of referrals my way. And uh, the virus never hurts. So it's a win-win situation for all of us. I win, they win, and everybody's happy. So, but now affiliates, LinkedIn, TikTok, the good old email list, because also I have some very good conversions with my email list, sales conversion rates for that matter. Those are the things that people should be, should be, should be, uh, should be concentrating on. However, I've talked that with a, with, with a mind of sales. However, when it comes to a mind of building audiences, there is no better place to build an audience than Twitter. And it has the added advantage that uh, anybody who is on Twitter, they, um, especially if you have built a good Twitter account, and that is something now, I had a previous Twitter account, not this one. That one it got uh, disabled. Uh, so I started from scratch again. But Twitter is the only place whereby you can come across as an authority. You can build your authority brand really strongly and you know we all know you have a twitter account you all know that the engagement on twitter the engagement rate on twitter the organic one for that matter 
is quite high compared to so many other social media uh, channels. You can't con can compare Twitter and Facebook as of now if you're into B2C offers. But if you're into B2B, LinkedIn is so good. Engagement rate is good. You can build the authority there and so many other stuff can work for you. So, yeah. Amazing. And also for in your, in your, with your actual offer, you know, you help create offers. How do you, your pricing, do you do a retainer or do you do performance base? How do you kind of, how do you make basically, how do you make profit of your business off other clients? Do you, cause I know quite a lot of people have been doing performance, like take 20% of the revenue you generate for them, for example, or do you do a set retainer and then promise them? get that money back, which you mentioned earlier. But, okay, yeah. okay. So for my entry-level offer, right, I do an upfront type of payment. Um, that's it. However, there are some scenarios whereby I get in, uh, I get, I get, uh, I get clients who already have digital assets that I can leverage on, right? And I'm like, instead of us having this one upfront type of payment, why don't you pay me uh, a percentage of your revenue? Because again, I am a huge fan of speed. And if you go to my Twitter account, you'll see I, I talk a lot about speed of execution because money loves speed. Money loves speed anyway. So I only work with my clients for one month for my entry level. The consultancy is one month. And the second and the third month, I just do some follow-ups to make sure that everything is working on better. You know, like we now have a refinement, the system are working on better. So, but mostly I constrain myself to an upfront one-time payment, which it's a still anyway. Getting access to these affiliate networks, getting access to Andy's masterclass, which is 5,000, uh, getting access to my consultancy, and I also have a lot of, I've told you I'm a huge fan of uh, joint venture partners, uh, partnerships, sorry, JV partnerships. So, you know, if you're my client, I give you access to that as long as I know it will help you, you know, to make, to make more money and, and have fun in the process. So it's, it's usually a steal, even when I ask it for upfront. It's usually a steal anyway. So, yeah. I mean, this is like such an interesting... Because I just haven't really seen that many people run a business like you do in this kind of way. So yeah. how did you, was it the first ever business you started or was it like a, 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 a series of kind of le learning lessons of trying other businesses and then realizing that offer creation is the fundamental of a business to yes. grow? Yes. It was that kind of how it started? Yes, that's, that's how it kind of started. True. But yeah. um, uh, to, to be honest with you, I'm happy I did get that realization earlier, like when I was starting out. Because um, let's talk the truth here. I believe we should, we should at least talk the truth on this podcast. A lot of people who run online businesses and who have online offers, so this one I've clamped them together, coaches, consultants, operators, marketers, leader, all this. Most of them, they suffer from lack of self-awareness. It's a problem right across the board. If you and I are honest with each other and to also to our listeners today. Because you'll find that a person will just maybe log on to Twitter and they will get to see your tweets. They'll either get to see my tweets They'll get to see tweets from several accounts and they're like, hey, I need to buy this course. I need to go on YouTube to learn more. And boom, I can start offering my services. Because the truth is when you tweet, you don't really mention about the struggles. You know, like a human being, we love tooting off our successes. We love shouting about our successes more than our failures, which is an understandable human uh, trait, human psychology trait. So when you find that people, beginners and people who really haven't been proven in the marketplace, when they get to see your content, my content, and content of others and YouTube and wherever they get the content, they assume that they can deliver the same kind of results and they get to that same kind of angle. 
self-awareness is something that is really, it's like a pandemic for guys out here like us. And the lack of self-awareness, it brings about two major problems. The imposter syndrome uh, problem and the shiny object syndrome problem. Like, they're like, oh, Kieran has made all this money. I think I can make this money too. So, and they start tweeting, join my email list and I will show you how to make $100,000 in one month. You know what I mean? And there are people who believe them. And there are people who spend money with them. But in the process, they will leave broken hearts. Or like in 2020, 2020, copywriting was the buzzword. Like during pandemic, copywriting was the buzzword. 2021, uh, that is last year, the buzzword was... Um, 2020, it was copywriting. Last year, it was email marketing. This year, it has turned out to be audience building at TikTok. You know, yeah. people are going yeah. through that. It's the shiny object syndrome. Yeah. And you find a lot of people jumping from this to this to that. And in a, in a very honest sense, it is messing up our industry. That's why even me, when I, the clients that I get to work with, they are clients who already have that self-awareness. I just don't work with anybody else whether I approach you directly, because there are people like, hey, I see they are doing quite amazing stuff, you know, all over the place. I approach them, I'm like, hey, can, can I work with you? When I approach someone, if it is that case, I make sure that there's already someone who is, who is already self-aware, because I've been in this industry for quite some time. And I can tell you a fake and a real one. I can tell you, hands down. If I just see your content, and I just try to do some background check and I see what you do, I can tell you that you already know yourself or you don't know yourself. Or if you come to me and on, on that onboarding process and I get to ask you a couple of questions and you don't answer them well, I also don't take you on board because I love working with people who are self-aware because a person who is self-aware, they'll always make sure that their client win. They will go the extra mile to make their clients win. And remember, a, a, a premium offer needs to have that transformation, that needs to bring that value. So it is something that I've seen a lot of people um, messing around with, that lack of self-awareness. And remember what I said at the beginning of this podcast. I say that we are not selling services online, but we are selling ourselves through the services online. You are not a copywriter. You're not selling copywriter skills. You are selling yourself through your copywriting skills to your client. I am not a consultant. I am simply selling my analytical mind. I'm simply selling my unique insights that I have. I'm simply selling my networks through my consultancy services. So when you get on board with me, you are not essentially getting this consultancy thing. You are getting me through the consultancy that you pay. And if you don't have that self-awareness, it will be really hard to either make it in business or if you're going to make it, you will never have fun doing this business. I love marketing, to be very sincere and open with you. I love it. Among the things that I love on this world, I love it. Because I'm self-aware of who I am. When you get me on board, I have uh, a legal background. I will come in. I, will also, sh I also show my, uh, my, my clients if they are working on, depending on the type of offers, I also advise them, these are the type of contracts you need to have. These are the types of contractual agreement. You know, I'm selling the entire bin of myself through that consultancy that you paid me for. And that lack of self-awareness, is it's missing a lot of shining stars out here at the same time, bringing about a lot of broken hearts out here. Because if really, if really people really knew themselves, so that they don't mess up, the, they don't they don't do the shiny object syndrome or uh, the imposter syndrome. They don't suffer from those two types of syndromes. You'd have a good business. You'd have a scalable business. You'll have fun in executing that. So I'm happy. Essentially, I got to know myself way early in life. Number one and two, I am happy that, in as much as I learned myself earlier, I got to know that having an offer is the best decision. Having a good offer is the best decision you'll ever have in your life as long as you want to make some good money out here. 
So yeah, that 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 I'm grateful I learned early on. Yeah, and back to like the shiny objects and and self awareness, you just went through it. it. It's huge, man, because it's. Like, I mean, like you mentioned, right, the copywriting, the email marketing, and TikTok. It's so easy to yeah. sidetrack, but the yeah. problem is. Like the reason why it's, TikTok is working for some people is because they already built the skills, they already have the experience to make it work. Yeah. And you don't. And if you don't yeah. put like, and if you and if you're not putting in, if you don't stay with swing, if you don't put the reps in to yeah. build a skill to stick with swing for a long time, you just won't be successful in general. Like you've got to stick yeah. with swing. You just got to sure. be. Um, you got to stick swing, build the skills, you, and then that's what leverage is, right? Like once you build yeah. so, a skill. And yeah. you have experience in one, in one like business, you can transfer over to another business. Yeah, you can transfer over to another business if you ever wanted sure. to. But yeah, you should have put in the reps for that first business, whatever it may be. Yeah, and you should like quitting and the shiny object syndrome. It's not shiny object syndrome because there's nothing shiny for there to for you to get unless yeah. you stay consistent. Like it's not. Yeah. Like you said, there is no get rich quick schemes. There is no get rich quick schemes. But the only way to get rich is literally put the reps in and hit failures, hit failures, hit failures. Guess uh, get a piece of a win and then just keep going and then you just keep getting wins over time. But yeah, that's true, the true. only way. That's the only way. That's the only. That, that's the only way. You know, but people don't love the hard work. They love the easy things in life. Consistency yeah. is the name of the game, you know. Delicious. If, Deli- yeah. Honestly, yeah. if you if you can turn up just every day and like put put in, and it's so cliche, but if you can turn up every day and like put in yeah. the work, so there's there is, and and you can stick with something for a considerable amount of time, there is literally no way you will not be in a better position than you are now. Like you will be in a better position. You'll be more successful. How successful yeah. that really depends. Some situations yeah. out of your control, but yeah. you'll be in a better situation than you are right now. You can guarantee that. True, true, true. You know, I always have this mantra. I've said it several years. Think, have ideas, execute those ideas quickly, learn from the data that you get from those ideas. If you find a winning streak, scale with that, run with that, disregard everything else. Because yes. out here, everybody is trying to be everything. You can't be a master of everything. It's so cliche. Mm-hmm. You can't be a jack of all trades. Like, yeah. even though I have an understanding of how ads really work, but I don't run them. I don't know those stuff. I don't want to burden my mind with ads. That's why I would rather have a JV partner. And a partner who, I mean, on a very serious note, why would I be, 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 be projecting I'm someone else? Yet I have a partner who has driven $37 million dollars to clients using Facebook ads in the last five years. Why would I waste my time? You know, even though I got my reps in copywriting and I got this wonderful uh, recommendation from who we agree is the African king of direct response copywriting called Andy, was very instrumental for me when I was starting out. But I wouldn't want to punch myself, you know, and, and plummet that I'm, a, that, 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 that I'm a good copywriter. I have a copywriter whom is a partner to me, done a hundred million in sales, brought a hundred million dollars in sales. If I feel that your offer needs a good copy, I go to him and I'm like, yo, can you work at no added cost to my clients? Because remember what I say, I'm always interested in people winning. So whatever I'm good at, which is offer creation and validation, which is having good mar- uh, uh, you know, marketing positioning strategy, having a good scaling strategy, those three things, I'm very good at them. So I hammer on them. But all these other parts that we make, whatever I'm good at, to work well, I don't fear reaching out to people. I don't want to ban myself. Neither do I want to bring in so bad results to my clients because I'm always interested in a tomorrow. Most people, they are not interested in that. And that's the way to go if you're working with high-ticket clients. You know, it is easy to shout all over the place that you, are, um, you can get $5,000 from a client. It is easy to shout out. But yeah. also, most people don't know how to get those $5,000 clients and above, you know, consistently. Yeah. And retain you know? them. Like most and a lot retain of people them. can bring in, in, in clients but can't deliver results. Yes, exactly. Like 
I have a good retain, uh, uh, retaining, uh, retention rate, sorry, for that matter, for all the clients I've worked with. I have, I believe, one of the best retention rates. Because the truth of the matter is, even if I stop working with you, because I did such a good job, such a phenomenal job, you know what happens? I can sit down, think of something, jolt it down, try to execute it with, the, with my clients, and they will take up my offer really quick. Maybe it can be a monthly group coach or calling. I, I usually have those. It can be the mastermind. Like if I've worked with you all along this, uh, all along the, 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 the processes, I have this mastermind that I have with, uh, we are the lead instructors, uh, Andy and I, we are the lead instructors in that mastermind. We help our clients get to a million dollars within one year in gross profit, not in revenue. So we help you do that. And I find that that transition from that to this other one, it's quite easy because you know me, that retention rate is so, so key, so vital. Most people don't know that. Most people, they are like, I need to onboard as many clients as possible, but are you focusing on fulfillment? Fulfillment is key. If I can't fulfill for my client, why am I taking your money in the first place? I'm simply a scammer. I'm simply a thief. Yeah. 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 Those integrity is what lacks in me. And I'm very huge on integrity. If you don't have integrity, you're not going to survive your business. That's, that's no for way. sure. Yeah. No way. Reputation, reputation is the most important asset to have because if you have yeah. your reputation, you always True. have a chance to win. If you lose yeah. it, it's game over. But um, just just to like nearly wrap it up i just want to like yeah. just really dial in like the, the consistency for like viewers or listeners even well how long have you been like doing this business how long have you been in the online business space um and how did that kind of yeah i mean you mentioned how it started but like how, just how many years have you been doing this for oh. uh my my first my the, the encounters i told you about copywriting was in 2016. 2016. Yeah, but I started working out with clients 2020. Yeah, yeah, so you've been in you've been in the game for a while, right? So yeah, yeah. that's just uh, so I've seen I've seen all the parts. I've seen what works, what doesn't work, and yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's 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 it has been a blessing, man. For six years, it's it's good knowing how the online space works. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, yeah, I, was, I mean. I'm excited to watch your journey as well because I think you've got a really, like, just you, you're really differentiated from the market and that, like, your offer sense as well and just what you're consulting. Excited to see it. So, just to wrap up, like, where can people find you? I'm sure people after this podcast will want to give you a follow, maybe, you know, message you, ask some okay. questions. So, yeah, where, where can people find you? Uh, just go to Twitter and look for Offer Mafia. That's, uh, that's the easiest way to connect. Offer, with me. offer Mafia. Yeah. yeah, offer mafia, but uh, I'll also give you a link where you can share it with the podcast listeners where yeah. they can get to see all my content, where they want to join uh, my email list, want to listen to my previous 2022 podcast interviews, uh, yes. if they want to yeah. work with me, if they want to apply for the mastermind, I'll give you a link that we have all that access. Phenomenal. Okay. Yeah. Thank uh, you, man. It's... Thank you very much, Ian. This has been a great podcast, guys. Thanks for listening and until next time.